All right, welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. We got episode 59, little intro here. Excited to be back. It's been a little while. Got Kevin back on the show. Missed him last episode. Uh, this week we got Matthew Price. Price? Priest. Priest. And he uh, owned a gym for quite a bit, nine years, and works in the fitness industry and is helping veterans get their life back through fitness. So we'll be diving into that, diving into the mental health that goes along with it. And going over his business. So stay tuned. We will catch you on the other side. All right. What is up? It's good to be back. It's been a while. The holidays took us away. Uh, Kevin has been a little sick, a little under the weather. Yeah. If I sound a little different, I had like an infection in essentially my whole body. He had COVID. <laughs> I've been doing mad lines antibiotics, so we should be doing pretty good now. Yes, sir. How you doing, Matt, man? How you been? Good, good. I appreciate uh, you guys having me, and uh, I'm excited, man. This is uh, it's a cool vibe here. Hey, hey there we go. We're, How we're we doing chilling, today? Man, we're chilling. We're chilling. Got a better throat today. Yo, you know, no, I was. <laughs> the throat I was we were yeah. going to do this show yesterday, and I – that was the first day that I was kind of getting better. And I'm just, like, you, we talked to her. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, this dude was barely Her. moving. Hey, but yeah. he still reviewed my last essay for federal government. So yeah, still yeah. still pulling in that NCO yes, leadership. Sir. Yeah, I couldn't talk, but I could type still. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But yeah, pro tip. If you're in school, just get someone else to read your essay. Just one. One person. Anybody. Hey, read this essay. The, the, the different perspective they have on it versus you is incredible. It's it blows my mind because each time I'm writing, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. And Kevin, <laughs> Kevin reads it and he's like, bro, I rephrased the first, second, and third paragraph for you. I'm like, that's those are the only paragraphs I have. <laughs> and when you when you're helping someone, don't be like, Yeah, this shit's terrible, bro. This, <laughs> this shit sucks. It, no. it, it, it's good, but it could be better, man. That's what we're here to do. Help each other. Yes, out. sir. But uh, Matt, man, you want to go into your your background a little bit? You say you're from Nebraska. We don't have many uh, Nebraskans on here. If you've ever <laughs> had someone from Nebraska, yeah, just go in like uh, yeah, how you grew up and all that. How uh, how you ended up in the Marines and then a little Marines backstory. Uh oh. Yeah, for sure. So currently not in Nebraska, in Atlanta right now. But uh, yeah, um, I was born in Columbia, South America. Um, grew up in Nebraska pretty much um, joined the Marines, like pretty much right after high school. I actually joined with, uh, with my buddy. We did like that buddy program. So got a lot of fun stories behind that. We were basically just laughing at each other, the whole boot camp cycle. So, um, and uh, yeah, that was uh 2004. So um, got out in 2008 and uh, that's kind of when I started my, uh, my fitness uh, business. You with a buddy program? I've only ever heard about that. Is that like you go to the boot camp together and <laughs> yeah. the whole time, bro? Trevor, could you imagine no us way, right dude. now, dude? Oh I wouldn't have god. made it through, bro. There's oh no way. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's it's bad, especially like Marine. Well, I'm sure it's like that in the army too. But uh, you know, you obviously like can't laugh, can't smile, you can't do anything. It's like when you know your buddy's getting his ass fucking handed to him by. Drone structure, and you're just like, like sitting there trying, to, <laughs> trying not to fucking bust up. 
<laughs> Yo, yeah, is that, not no you laughing at everything, yeah. bro. I already got in trouble for laughing every fucking day. Imagine <laughs> if I like knew somebody there with me, that'd been a mess. I would yeah. lose yeah. my bearings, bro. Yeah. What made you uh wanna join your bearings? What made you wanna join? Um to be honest, it was like I didn't like school, so I was like, well, I did like a like one semester of school and like failed like two out of three classes. It was like, yeah, this probably ain't for me. Uh, yeah, same here. Same two out of three too. ain't bad, man. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, I got one. I got one of them, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So I was like, what do I want to do? I, well, I wanted to travel. You know, I wanted to experience life uh, outside of Nebraska for sure. So. Um, I think that was really it. I was just kind of hanging around and my buddy was doing the same thing and his brothers were Marines. Cause it's funny. Cause I was actually like, yeah, I think he's like, we were talking about joining the military. I was like, let's just join the army. You know, he's mm -hmm. like, fuck no, man, I can't join the army. He's like, my brothers and my dad are Marines. He's like, they'll fucking kill me. So I was like, <laughs> man, uh, all right, I'll do that. You with you. Like just fuck whatever. Um, it's yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, the Marines is the only one that really does that. Like, I'm not – I love the Army. Don't regret anything. Enjoyed my time there. Enjoyed the people there. But I wouldn't be, be like, my kid's got to join the Army. Mm -hmm. Join whichever I, one you want. I told my cousin to join the Air Force, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, Marines is like the only one. Yeah. And from his point of view, like, he fucking just had all brothers and his dad was, like, kind of a – hard ass too so it's like i mean like if it's my daughter and she's smart enough and just like has a skill i probably tell her to do the air force too because like i don't want you going over to iraq and fucking you know man in the fucking turf and shit like I really <laughs> that's the same shit i said i'm yeah. like no you're too smart for the army yeah, 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 the air force yeah. and we're fucking just yeah, Marines, you already know the story we're fucking boxer rocks and shit so it's like yeah let's just go fucking out there and get trigger happy and try to fuck something up yeah not not go to college yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that ain't gonna work i'm done reading books i want to go shoot shit yeah was that a good time to be a trigger happy marine back in uh 2004 to 2008 honestly it wasn't man like really yeah by the time we got to iraq well at least the deployment that i got to we were like security for uh um eod so we got it like you know we got in a little bit of shit, but it was like, it was never enough to be able to like, just go, go ham on and just like, let, let off some shit, you know? So it was kind of like anticlimactic, if you will, like, as far as like the combat, like I still got my combat actions where all that all good, but it's like, you know, I pictured it like we're going down, we're fucking kicking down doors, all that shit. And I think we had missed either. We missed that wave. Cause it was like 2006, 2007 by the time I, actually got to Iraq um, or like our unit just, you know, I was attached to artillery unit. So we were still doing like combat MOSs, but it wasn't like we were, we were the grunts going in to do that specific type of thing. So it, it was lackluster. Like I kind of wish I did more, but it's also like part of you is glad you didn't too. Have Yo. people that, you know, have to deal with that shit when they get back. It's like, I got PTSD too, but it's like probably nothing compared to some of these fucking guys. Yeah, see, I, I'm in the same boat when I think about PTSD. I downplayed mine a lot. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I don't got that. Like I didn't have to. <laughs> no, you, know, you don't wake up in the middle of the night screaming, dude. Get yeah, I'm fine. But then, like, 
I, I like I I don't know. I just fidget or do whatever the fuck when something happens. I'm like, all right, maybe I got a little. But I used to downplay it a lot just because, like, you know, I know people that went overseas, did the bullshit. Like, even Kev, like the people we worked alongside with, like, we're working alongside rangers and shit. I'm gonna say I got PTSD. Like these yeah. dudes are going in caves and shit. I'm saying, dude, <laughs> it, it's like you don't feel worthy of it almost. Right. Yeah. Right. Did yeah, you ever good. watch that? At, I think it was a Vice documentary, but they interviewed a bunch of uh, Marines when they were like first got to combat, and then again like ten years later after they got oh, out. Yeah, you saw it. Tried the video with this guy's like, "Yeah, I'm 19. I'm a combat veteran. That's the coolest shit I could ever say." And then ten years later, he's like, "Yeah, that that's kind of shitty now. I don't <laughs> wish I wasn't." I'm writing that down. What's it called? I want to watch. Oh it. shit. We'll find it, man. We'll link yeah. it down below. But yeah. I remember watching that. I'm thinking, I thought the same thing. And I'm like, bro, I'm 19. I've seen combat, bro. I'm the shit. And now I'm like, I kind of wish I didn't have to. Yeah, right. yeah. So it sounds fucking cooler than it than it really is. And I mean, like you said, like, you don't feel like you have that shit, especially if you weren't like fucking like, like I talked about kicking down doors and taking fucking names and shit. But like, yeah, we all, I, I was told by a therapist that if you ever felt like in fear for your life just even one time in your whole life like you have ptsd yeah yeah because we'll we'll be like we only like are exposed to ptsd from the movies so we mm. think it's like us freaking the fuck out or something but we how how long did it take us to not wear headphones in the stores when we came back from overseas trevor like two yeah. years yeah no it took me a while i still just put one in because i don't want to deal with everyone around me yeah, it took me like years, bro. I'd blast it whenever I'd go out in public, bro. And but like we didn't think about that. That was just like, yeah, you okay. didn't consider that PTSD. I remember when I was first got back, I was driving around with my girlfriend, and fucking anytime there was like a piece of trash on the on the road or like a pothole, I'd like go to like push her wheel to like swerve it and shit because we just oh. got used to fucking doing that shit. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I look back, like, at the time, I didn't think it was anything. She was like, this is fucking weird, and I never thought anything about it. But now I look back, I'm like, yeah, I was fucking definitely, like, kind of fucked up when I got got back. Like, I'm not like that anymore, but it's like, you see how, like, it can turn into other shit. Yeah, no, like Kevin was saying, though, it's crazy, because the first thing I wanted to do when I got to my unit was deploy. Oh, everyone. Like, dude, I, everyone like, everybody's like, dude, give me as many deployments as possible. Give me that and now action, I'm dude. now I'm two years out. I'm like, dude, fuck those deployments. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want I'll never go back. Yeah, and the Marines, they fucking brainwash you. Like when you go to combat school, they're like, who wants to be the first one with the with the first confirmed kill on their block? And everybody's like, Yeah. Like at first everybody's <laughs> like, oh, I guess I do. And he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking ask you again. Who wants to be the first one with the with the confirmed kill? And everybody's like, "Yeah, like going nuts and shit." Fucking just crazy. Like looking back at it, you think yeah. in a way they kind of have to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, yeah, because the thing is, is like you can't fucking half step it, right? Because if you go fucking half step it, you're fucked either way. So it's like they they want you just fucking lean and mean and fucking ready to just do what you gotta do. Yeah, they kind of yeah. You have to be that rabid dog almost. Like that's what the job is. It's just yeah. Once you get out and you got to reconcile all that, man. It's like yeah, man. that's what I was gonna say, dude. They Ooh. they gear you up. You're like ready to go shoot shit and kill shit and 
be the guy for America, and then you get out and you, you don't got to do a damn thing. Yeah. You can right. sit at home all day if you wanted to. Right. And it's such a quick transition. Like, even coming back from overseas, dude, like, you're back home in, like, two days. You're back at work in three. Yeah. So it's like you really don't have a time to to process things. Or even change your mindset. Now that I think about it, not even process thing. Process things. It's it's changing back to all right. I'm back in America now, mm. like because it's completely different over there, and it's a completely different mindset you have to be in. It it took me. I mean, shoot, it took at least like two months to get back into the mindset that I'm in America and everything's fine. And then in six months, I got to deploy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got your ass. Yeah. How many yeah, deployments did you do? I've I only did two. Okay, that's two. Yeah, it, yeah. I got, I got. It's only eighty days each because we were we were uh, special ops for army, so we did helicopter engines. Yes. And so when we would, de- yeah, when we would deploy, we would swap out one for one. So Trevor's overseas, I go over to replace him, and he comes home. So we're that's not, cool. yeah, we're not going out as a whole as a whole outfit, but like our deployments are shorter, but they're a lot more frequent. Yeah, our deployment was pretty short too. Like compared to, I know some of you army guys are there for like a whole fucking year. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ! Like, I was done after like five months. I was like, Give me the fuck out of here! I can <laughs> imagine like just going home for two weeks and then coming because I think they get like that short little fucking libo for like two weeks, but then coming right back to the sandbox for another six months. I, man, I didn't know how people did that shit. Oh, where they come on leave from deployment, dude. Yeah. No, I I didn't really think about that, but I've heard stories now. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, could you imagine that, bro, being overseas, coming back for for two weeks, about face your ass right on back, dude? Right. It was. I mean, it wasn't as bad, but even doing that for basic training, like getting out of basic, going home for a week, and then going Ooh. back to school, I'm like, fuck, dude, this like. when i was in ait dude like i joined in july so i was like halfway through ait like our job training for christmas Mm -hmm. and i remember being at home like the day before i was supposed to come back like looking up the penalty for going a (laughs) wall thinking about going a wall i'm like bro i don't want to go back and that was just a fucking ait yeah (laughs) now you're going back to iraq boy get back on the boat no, no yet, bro. I'd rather just stay over there. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we all think about that. Like, what would happen if I just didn't fucking come back? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Then you get out and you're like, what would happen if I rejoined? <laughs> 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 I'll see it worse. Like, the moment I think about going back, I'm like, yeah, my fucking body would, like, break right now. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the only thing I think about is, like, uh, my, my knees and back wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of guys being deployed like Slavro. He was like one of our bosses during like the 2003 2004 time frame. He was overseas for like 15 months, I think he said. Yeah. What the? Like what, over dude? a year? No, no dude. Way. It's fucking no crazy. Way. Like, granted, they probably come back with a good stack of cash, but it's just like, Jesus Christ. I couldn't but do Fuck. <laughs> and then, yeah, like a lot of the guys, they're not doing things all day, every day. It's like, I'd rather be doing shit. Like, we were there for not that long compared to everyone else. We were doing shit every day. I had something to do for, like, at least two hours a day. I had something to do. But the other 16, dude, it was like, 
fucking go watch Netflix or something. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah I was I was over there when COVID happened. Like, I left in the beginning of 2020. Oh, yeah. Hey, really? You yes. And, like, yeah. I was supposed to come home. And then, like, that week, they shut down fucking every plane on planet oh, Earth. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just stuck out there. Until June, just doing the chest pat, like no one's flying. We can't get parts. <laughs> just yeah. suck. I'm like, bro, this is miserable. I'd rather really be worried, like, fuck, I might be here forever. <laughs> Literally, dude. I'm like, I don't know you when know I'm going to come home. No, dude. Over there during COVID was crazy because I was over there. I went on leave before I deployed, and it was February 2020. So it was just kicking off to the point where, like, they were shutting shit down. And I was like, dude. I'm off leave tomorrow. My my plane is today. I'm supposed to deploy in three days, no, and no, I won't no, even no. be able to fly back to Clarksville. Like I can't even fly back to Tennessee. You're about to I was be supposed AWOL. to deploy. Yeah, bro. I'm like, you better put your rucksack on and forward and march. Yeah, no. I look to my parents. I'm like, dude, if if the planes are down, I might not have to go to Iraq. Like this could be pretty cool. And then they quarantined my ass for two weeks and sent my ass over there, <laughs> bro. And then they closed the gyms on the base we were at. And this was not like a giant fucking like Kanderhar or something. We were at a very small post. Like no mm -hmm. one's coming in or out of there. And I'm like, okay, you closed down our gyms. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Got no parts. Got no objectives because we have no parts. And I got no gym. You just want me to stare at the wall all day. <laughs> Naturally. I did a bunch of cough syrup, bro. Like <laughs> I said it before. That's all. What else was I supposed to do? Yeah. I, if you did, if they weren't doing that, I don't know what the hell people were doing out there, bro. But you were just fucking fucked up on the uh, cough syrup. Yeah, because I could get it at the PX. It was those um, those triple C's that you could get at. Oh Walmart. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and I just ripped fucking sixteen of those and have my music in and play fucking Mario Kart all day. What's the deal with those triple C's? My buddy actually put me on to that shit. Like, I don't know if I should be admitting this shit. But, um, we can edit it out, maybe. Yeah. No, we fucking did it. We're like in the fucking, in, it was when I was in the Marines. This was like 2006, 2007. We just sat in the room and watched this fucking weird ass movie. And it was like, it was like a trip or something. It was like, I've never fucking heard of it. He used to do it all the time. He was from Arkansas. Yeah. But, you know. if <laughs> it felt like a static television is how i describe it really yeah but you don't move like you walk like a robot it's yeah you walk really stiff you can't talk it's good for sitting there and watching something that's it yeah, that's try this shit, dude. <laughs> never left the fucking dorm room but i just remember feeling fucking just like it was almost like you're tripping on shrooms or something i don't know yeah but if you do too much of it your prostate swells up a ton and you can't pee like literally dude i could not piss Damn. when i was on it so what don't is do it? don't do cough syrup kids don't do cough syrup i'm gonna try it why, why that specifically i just remember him saying oh yeah these we call them triple c's man and he's like you just take a shitload and i look back i'm like that's fucking hard it's like you're fucking purposely overdosing on this shit. i'll tell you why the only reason was because i could get it at the px there if I'm there, if I'm in Iraq and I got nothing else to do, I would have fucking did it. Like, I'd probably do it right now. Honestly, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But it's just yeah, always yeah. made me curious. I'm like, first of all, who the fuck figured this shit out? Like, it had to be somebody, like, trying to, like, commit suicide or something. Like, let me just take all these. And just why is it, like, just a specific brand and this specific 
pills that do that. I always wondered that. No, I don't know. Um, but because like I have a really addictive personality, right? And like, if if a little bit it feels good, let me try some more. I'm gonna feel better. <laughs> and with that shit, you're taking probably 500 milligrams is what I got up to per day, and that is 16 of those pills. So it's just too easy, yeah, to take seven of them. Okay, that feels good for a few days. I'll take eight now, and then I'll take nine. You can't overdose on them. It's yeah, that's crazy. From a far, it's too easy to to abuse. I'll say, yeah. Like I'd go up there and I'd buy three boxes of cough syrup pills and yeah. You know, I don't. I had the Haji over there is just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Yeah, <laughs> I was the first time I did it. I was like, when I went from, <laughs> I went from two boxes to three boxes, so I'd be good for two days, and <laughs> I put them on the counter. I'm like, oh, this dude's gonna catch me or some shit, bro. I'm about to be hurting. But then I'm like, no, he's probably doing the same shit. They're stuck out here with us, dude. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they never they never said anything. I probably could have bought in 10 boxes of this shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. They're trying but... to make their money, dude. Yeah, no. They're, they'll fuck you up, though, after a while. Yeah, you can't pee. You can't come. You can't. You're pretty incoherent, too, when you're on them, bro. What's the longest days you ever did it, like, in a row? Oh, I God. Months. Two months. Jesus Two months Christ. in a row, God. Every single day, dude. Yes, this dude was dang COVID but really fucked this dude up. Maybe imagine that though, bro. You, you're so helpless. You cannot do anything about the situation, bro. Like the world Our is ending back. The, world. the world's ending back at home. Like my wife has asthma, so I'm figuring she's gonna die every any day now, mm. and I'm stuck eight hours away and i can't do shit about it don't know when i'm coming home sorry yeah i mean honestly though when you first said that like the first thing that popped in my mind is like i wonder if i'm gonna die here because we don't know anything about covid at that time we don't know like when the world's gonna open back up you're like you didn't know if you're gonna be there for a fucking week or a fucking 10 years you know it's like no that would, that would freak me out too. on top of a mortar being able to just come land on my head <laughs> at any day like yeah, you're already in the combat zone, like Jesus. That, oh man, that's probably the worst fucking place. I'm, I'm like, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I got life insurance, man. Whatever. Dude, I was over there for the Floyd riots, and I'm like Oof. scrolling Instagram, seeing everything on fire, and thinking to myself, like, maybe I am safer over here. This, yeah. Man, like, I I had no idea what's going on. Like I I didn't was I wasn't able to look at my hometown. I wasn't able to look anywhere. All I saw everywhere was shit on fire. And I'm like, oh, is this when I'm coming back? On like, fire. Yeah, on like fire. America's just going to be burning when I get back. I'm over here trying to save America, and we're just burning <laughs> it ourselves. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Bring America over here, bro. Like, what the fuck am I over here? They're yeah. 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 I try to be open about that kind of stuff, though. I think that's a big issue is we're not open about our struggles, like with drugs and yeah, yeah. infidelity Dude, and stuff. Drugs, I think drugs, drugs is probably the biggest problem veterans have. Yeah, it's probably because. All right, so I'm 18. I've been told by my parents not to do drugs ever. I get in the army. I get fucked up. I can't do drugs while I'm fucked up because piss test. And then I get out, and every drug is available to me, mm. and no one telling me not to because I'm 25 now. My parents can't tell me no. Yeah, not to mention you probably drank like a fish while you were in. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So throw We're, that shit on top of there, dude. You're out. This is new, new untreaded waters. Let me try yeah. everything. Like, oh, there's more than just alcohol out yeah. here. Weren't yeah. we talking about that? Whether who drank more, if we could calculate it, who drank more oh. intro, you or I? Yeah. Uh, it'd be a close race. Yeah, it'd be close, bro. But that's all. That's the only outlet we give our service members is alcohol. It's like, bro, yeah. no wonder they're constantly getting into fights. Well, yeah, and then that's what I'm saying. Then you get out, and you don't have to just use alcohol. You're like, dude, alcohol was great, but I got weed. Oh, <laughs> pretty <boy>. fucking cool. <laughs> like, like I and then LSD, I could just go buy LSD right now. And then, yeah, you smoke that first joint, and you're like, dude, if we could do this in the military, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the other one is uh, pain pills. Oh, oh, yeah. man. Who was that we had on the show that got addicted to those, bro? The uh, well, I knew a lot of cats that were getting addicted to that, and so I had actually hurt my back in Iraq, and I got uh, I went to Bethesda, Maryland, to the they had a naval hospital out there, and all those guys out there were fucking addicted to pain pills, and they never got piss tested because they would get prescribed pain pills or prescribed other oh, things, and it didn't make sense to piss test them. But I just remember them; they all had fucking something. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is bad. Like these guys are not even out yet, and they're already addicted to pain pills. Oh, dude, it's so awful, dude. Because, like, they, then they guess, like, get out. They can't get their pills. Then they start shooting dope. And it's like, bro, no one no one starts with heroin. Yeah. That was uh, Sean Lowry. Kev. Yes, that, yes. That episode dude. 38. Shout dude, out to Sean Lowry. Dude was some prescribed pills while he was in. Gets out. They won't give him his pills anymore. Gets addicted to heroin. Finally gets off heroin for a couple of years gets back on it and then tries meth for the first time. And he's like, dude, there's no fucking way I could keep doing this. I got to fix this shit. But that's dude. It's easily our biggest problem. Drugs. It leads directly to suicide. You end up homeless suicide. Yeah. It's still easy. You know? I understand why, man. Cause when I got out, they were fucking shipping me Percocets in the mail and shit. Like, I, yeah, I it's what? crazy. <laughs> 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 And I would take like half of them, but then I'd sell the other half because it was like, fuck, I don't, you know, I was like, oh, for pharma grade perks, man. Oh boy. But like, okay, yeah. they send you them shits in the mail, bro. Like, what? It yeah, they, would, they would just come in a package in the mail like once a month. I was like, fuck, this is great. <laughs> yeah, this is, is awesome. Shit, this is awesome. Yeah. I don't Are know. I don't really know the other solution, though. Like, yeah, what? They, they fuck us up. They're they're liable because we're all fucked up. Like, well, I, I think they're getting, getting better about it too. Because like after a while, they quit sending me the mail. Like, like, yeah, we're gonna start time. You know, we're gonna start like being a little bit more strict on this. Like, yeah, no shit, you fucking think like like I was complaining, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, this doesn't seem like a good fucking idea to like give all these veterans these fucking pills in the mail without really doing follow ups, nothing like that. So. I think they're getting better at like, I mean, it seems fucking obvious now, but it's like, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot they can do, especially like, you know, they got like a nutritionist at the VA now. They got, you know, hopefully getting more veterans like active and stuff like that. So I think that's helping, but it's still my biggest problem with the with the VA is like it's just a government run facility. Mm. So there's no like, obviously, like um, I own my own business and stuff and I see like the the benefits of having like competition. So if the VA doesn't have any competitions, like you're either fucking coming to us or you're just getting fucked. <laughs> or you yeah. can turn to heroin. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you have no competition, it doesn't incentivize you to make things better, right? Because nobody's fucking 
like it's just funded by the government so it's not like the customers are going to go anywhere else which some some vets do some like have a decent job and they get other benefits because they don't want to do with the va bullshit but um yeah when you that's why government taking over shit like that is not a good idea in my opinion because it's like yeah when you don't have any competition it's like you're just going to give shitty service and there's no repercussions for it and the government's yeah. just bad at shit. Like whenever I hear people say we need government health care in the US, like we have that and it sucks camel dick. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> the government is not good at running shit, dude. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, Man. private VA, that's a good good idea, actually. I mean I don't know how you could go about it, but there are cities that have privatized the DMV, I think, or like the TSA. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, TSA's got the fucking, they got, what's it called? The other company you can use now? Isn't it called Air Air or something like that? Oh, man. Um, I haven't heard about that, to be honest. Yeah, you just pay like a hundred bucks a month and it's like, it's <laughs> faster than TSA. You know, you got to obviously pay for it, but it's like, it's it's better. I forgot what it's called. Like, you see it all the time when you fly. Uh, oh, pre, the pre-check thing? No, no that's not TSA. Oh. Yeah, that's TSA still. Um no, I I'd pay for that, dude. The TSA is so horrible. Yeah, TSA. Like, if you've seen like where they'll audit them, I guess when they'll try and sneak shit through. No, <laughs> <laughs> they miss a ton of shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, bro, I walked through the airport one time in the army with a water bottle like this big, mm. way over the three ounce limit in my hand the whole time because I forgot about it and I got to the gate and I'm like, bro, this thing could have been full of whatever I wanted, dude. They're bad at what they do. They're scam. I think it's clear is what you're talking about. Clear, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Clear, yeah. There's yeah. a Hell yeah. yeah. Pro tip: if you have the Amex Platinum, you get clear for free. So in the Amex Platinum, you get for free if you're military. So you could really? get it for free. Yeah. Fuck, I did not know that. I'm right yeah, they now. waive the annual fee, I think. Um, but like, no, I don't, because like with my. Not urgent care, you know, but like when I was sick and I needed antibiotics, I've been using these uh these telehealth doctor's appointments, right? Mm -hmm. Where I just it's like a, a I swear to God, like a minute and a half Zoom call with the mm -hmm. doctor. You pay fifty bucks, you get a Zoom call, and they ship your prescription right to Walgreens, bro. Dude, that's that's pretty much that seems so easy. That's pretty much how you get a green card or a medical marijuana card here. You oh, hop out, you, you pay seventy bucks for a, a fucking appointment. You tell them, hey. I was in the army and they're like, all right, your card's on the way. <laughs> and that's it. Damn. Yeah. And it's like, okay, my other option is to wait however long to get an appointment at the VA or to deal with them paying for urgent care. Both right. of those are either going to take forever or they're going to be a gigantic pain in the ass. I'd rather pay 50 bucks and then $20 for my prescription, bro. Privatized healthcare. Right Privatized there. Healthcare, you, chose, bro. you chose private over VA. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Hello. For... I've been doing that for a while. I go therapy outside of the VA. I go to uh, physical therapy, physical like mental therapy and physical therapy outside of VA. I just private pay. I need to get insurance. I don't have any. Do you uh, I don't. You don't do the yeah. the private private therapy through the VA. Dude, there's like a fucking six month waiting list. Oh. 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 Yeah, I was going through like some mental shit. And I call yeah. them up and I'm like, I need to see a therapist, you know? And they're like, oh, we got to do a, a telehealth visit or whatever. I got on the line with this lady 
And she's like, yeah, unfortunately, it's like, you know, because I'm in Atlanta. There's a million veterans in Atlanta. So I have to go 40 minutes to go to the nearest VA. And I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to set up appointments to go there. So for mental therapy, like once a week, because it's just oh. like way too fucking far. And so I'm trying to get something outside in town, you know, the private shit. They're like, yeah, there's a six month waiting list for that. I'm like, man, I fucking got problems <laughs> right now. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You You'd be lucky to see six hours, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, like I said to you, bro, that's why we started the podcast because I was in the same same boat. I'm like, I call him like, hey, I need a therapist. Like, All right, well, we got a appointment in two months. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, in two months. I, I need like bro. someone to talk to now. Like, call the suicide hotline. I need yeah. to talk to you now. It's like um, you're not get yeah. I'm sorry, Trevor. Go ahead, bro. It's it's the VA community care network is what I go through to do the uh private therapy. Yeah. That is any, anybody listening that needs to switch private because that now I could do once a week, I could do twice a week, I could do I you they and then the VA just pays the bill. It's where That's the VA sends you to a private place. Yeah, is what it does. And I, I'm not me and uh Coltrane, he came on the podcast, our good buddy, he's doing it as well. But that's that's like, awesome. You still got to jump through all the VA hoops to get that, though, right? Yeah, the hoop that you had to go through. I I was going to the VA therapist, and I had to tell him why I wanted to leave him, mm. which was very fucking weird. Like I I'm I want to yeah. leave him because I want to leave him. I don't want to like hop you on a call like you're breaking up, bro. Yeah, like I got to explain to my therapist that I don't want to be. I don't want him to be my therapist anymore. It's um, not you. It's and me. He, he basically asked for your preferences. What do you want? You fill out a sheet. Would you rather a boy or girl? Would you like how how often? How close to home are you looking for? And then the community care network reaches out to you and says, "We got a place over here. You want us to hook you up with an appointment?" And then that place calls you. Have you guys uh, looked into like psychotherapy at all? Uh, <clears throat> surely I don't got these. Uh, oh, pop off. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my psychotherapy. Oh, yeah. Now we're speaking my language. Yeah, I just did. A, I just did a session because I was like, I gotta try this shit out. You know, I like mm -hmm. just googled it. And it was in Denver, and there was these people. Oh, that, my hometown, bro. The three. Yeah, your hometown. Yes, sir. Nice. I'm thinking about moving out there. I Atlanta is too too much for me. It's just too busy. It's too much. I'm about to be out there fucking next year. So oh, you're nice. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So I went over there like around Aurora and uh I did like the psychotherapy mushrooms with uh with the therapist, man. It was it was a good experience. I have heard of a lot of people doing mushrooms. What yeah, was that like, if you don't mind? It's really good because it like lowers your ego. It doesn't allow you to like you know, like a lot of times in life, we'll be like talking to ourselves or saying things and it's like not the truth. Right. With that, it's just like it makes you tell the truth and it makes you like almost self heal. You're like, why? It, start, it starts making you un understand like why you think certain things and why why certain things hurt. Oh. Right? And then he's kind of like walking you through like, well, tell me a little bit about that. So it like it helps you focus, too, because I've done mushrooms alone. It's like. You're just partying and having fun, you know. It's like, you're like when you're like actually trying to like you go in with an intention of like this is the things I want to think through and that type of stuff. It's just a whole different, it's a whole different experience. Yeah, we actually had a guy on a couple episodes ago who did the um ayahuasca trip. There's a oh what's man. what's the company, Kevin? What's that God? Uh, I can't idiots. remember. It's like I had, a I had the American Heroes Project, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. 
And they can. I, uh, I did ayahuasca as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drugs, drugs. No, bro, but in this context, they can really help. I think. No, that and that's uh even taking I microdose for first time, I'm microdosing psilocybin. Mm. Did it for the first time yesterday, and even then, dude. Normally, I'm in the gym worrying about everybody around me, like freaking out or whatever it is. Like, why is this dude looking at me? Whatever. I'm just in the gym in that zone, and um. Even on a microdose, it was like, dude, why are you worrying about everyone else? Focus on your workout. Like, just just zoom in on yourself. No, nothing else matters. Like, you're here for you. Do yeah. you? And that's that was just what I realized yesterday. Microdosing it. It says every three days. I don't know how you're supposed to do it. I think that's what Post Malone did. If anyone uh, followed that podcast, Post Malone. <laughs> then you went on Joe Rogan and, and uh, they did shrooms, which is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, um, yeah they, it they is cool that. What's up? <laughs> they did shrooms together, Post Malone and like. Dude, yeah, that was the first time Rogan did shrooms on the podcast. They just did shrooms together, and then I'm watching another one. If you're a comedy guy, Protect Your Parks Six. He has three comedians on, and they do shrooms. They're drinking, they're smoking, <laughs> and they're like smoking cigars too. They're just That's doing too all much, everything. Bro. It, it is such a fucking funny podcast because you already have four comedians in a room. Yeah, all of them are stupid idiots anyway, and then they're just going down rabbit holes of bullshit. It's it's pretty good if you need a if you need a laugh. Yep. I do want to try like I I have tried shrooms. I do want to do them more often, just because um I don't think there's an addiction that comes with shrooms. Yeah. Man. Um, everything else you can get addicted to pretty easily. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, dude. So I think shrooms is the best alternative. And it's there's rarely, even if you have a bad trip, rarely do you not get something out of it. So like I've had a couple bad trips mm -hmm. on, on shrooms. LSD, I had a really not a really bad trip, but a bad trip. And I learned a lot. Just like bad leadership, you learn most from bad leadership. Same thing, I think. Oh, yeah. It, it fucking sucks, but you, you know, you can do it. It sucks because it like it almost forces that mirror to be like right in front of you, bro. Yeah, like, you have and to that's, look at you. That's that's the hardest thing for people to do is look themselves in the mirror and be like, "All right, I'm a little fucked up." Like you said, no ego. Yeah, like, I, I go in the mirror. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm all right. Like, I'm good, bro. Ain't yeah. no problem here. I'm this is like two hours later. I'm high as shit. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> It'll be all right. But how is how is ayahuasca? Is it very it's pretty similar, ain't it? Yeah, I thought it was pretty similar. Um, yeah, I mean they just call it like the like a self-healing drug, you know. You just like I was in Colombia when I did this, so like oh, we my were, man. Like, yeah, we were down <laughs> fucking the jungle and shit basically, and like <laughs> it just in the Amazon. Like, mat. like you go lay on this mat and you fucking bring like a, a lot of toilet paper with you because you're either gonna like do one of three things or a combination of all. You're either gonna shit yourself, right? Or or just shit a lot. Puke, right? Because it's like detoxing you. I've time. heard people puke when they take ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. I didn't puke. The lady next to me was like loud as hell puking. Oh. I just had to go take a shit like a lot. Like I didn't shit myself, but like they have bathrooms like a little down. Like I had to go like every every hour. I was in the bathroom, like just trying to get the shit out of me, wow, uh, or the toxin, not not the ayahuasca. But then I I was like crying a lot too, because like 
you start thinking about just everything, man. Like I was thinking about like my grandma and my wife and just like everything. And it's like, you know, it's good tears and some of it's sad tears. And I think that's the, uh, the mushrooms were the same way too. Right. And I was like, the way I could describe the mushrooms, like in the therapy setting was just like a roller coaster of emotions. Like one minute I'm crying about something like just crazy. The next minute I'm like laughing my ass off about something. Um, yeah, it's just, it's overwhelming sometimes, but it's, uh, I, I always like the experiences. Like I've never, especially like when you're going in with an intention, it's never been a bad experience because some of those things you, you need to go through. Like it's productive, right? Like exactly. It's- yeah. Like you come out just feeling like at peace with yourself, like, especially with ayahuasca. I remember my feeling was like that. I had meditated for like seven days straight after I got done. Like I was just so much inner peace. It was like, it's crazy. There's no way I could explain it other than that. Like I had a very, very long, like meditation um, practice. You know, I've, I've heard a few people, probably about five that have done these ayahuasca trips. Right. Mm-hmm. And none of them have said that they regret it. Like all of them have mm-hmm. said, yeah, it kind of sucked, but it was really, really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a roller coaster, you know, it's like fucking kind of scary and shit, but it's like, you get out the roller coaster and you're like, fuck, that was great. <laughs> yeah, because I, I've oh, microdosed I, mushrooms, but never. Oh, you got to take like five grams, bro. I took like five grams. Last oh, summer. no, I yeah. took a sliver. It was about two Tic Tacs no, worth, and I felt kind of no, drunk. That was, that's not a microdose, dude. You took like half a gram. A microdose is. <laughs> they were the penis envy ones, bro. Yeah. They were probably strong. No, a microdose is like a pill microdose, mm. like. A oh, very no. small amount. It's like a tenth of a. What's it do? Like, unit. what's so it just helps you focus? Then, if you're taking, like, I'm, I would try to equate it to, like, I don't smoke weed very often, but like, is it just like hitting a fucking joint or something? Like, you just kind of get a little high or. No, I felt. I put it this way. I felt like I had drinking, like a shot glass full of Bud Light. And took in like a, a half hit of a joint. Mm. Just enough to realize I wasn't sober, but mm. not enough to be like, okay, this is beneficial to me. Yeah. Huh. Mine mine is like like the buildup. If you ever yeah, you done shrooms, the build up to shrooms. Yeah. You're kind of in that like build up area for a couple hours. Mm. Like, well, you never know, really yeah. get to like a peak. You don't or... get a trip or anything. Yeah. No, it just it, wild, it really man. it changes your perspective just like weed does. Like mm. that's that's the big similarity is <clears throat> on weed, yeah. I think things differently. On shrooms, it's it's like less ego. On weed, it's more thinking about my anxiety. Shrooms, it's bigger picture things. Yeah. Like on a microdose, I was I wasn't thinking about the girl next to me. I was thinking about why I'm thinking about the girl next to me. Mm. I will say though, microdosing acid, chef's kiss. Yes, 100%, I'm 100%. in on that. That was awesome. Have... Now that feeling. Yes, so the sir. way I describe that feeling. Talk to him, bro. Yeah. The way I describe that feeling is like when you go to do the dishes or the laundry or really like any chore. Like I think I have to do the dishes. I'm like, fuck, dude, I got to clean the dishes. Then I got to wait for them to dry. Then I got to put them away. It's none of that shit. You just go, you go and do things. Like you don't think about all the extra shit that comes along with it. At least you don't that, feel that was high experience. at all. Not at and all. You, yeah. And you don't feel high at all. Yeah. And, and the shrooms, microdosing shrooms, 
you you can tell what what is different on microdosing LSD. You can't tell. You just you're doing better. Like I yeah. don't I don't know how to explain. No, it. and I, and for me, yeah, for me it was like I used to get really angry. Like I'd beat the fuck out of my dog when he pissed me off. But when I took the first time, he ran away, and normally I'd beat the shit out of him. But I'm like, no, nah, Kev, bro, there's no point in getting angry about this. That's not going to solve anything. Like the first time. And we took we, – we used the same company, I'll say. So – but it was just – it was fascinating to me how it worked differently for both of us, yeah. even though we were both taking what came from the same place. Right. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel high at all. I just felt more in control. So I think it it helps with what you need help with. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. But I will say though, microdose NASA a hundred percent. Go yeah, for if it. you could try it, send it. Don't yeah. worry about the research, just do it. If you have a means <laughs> to do it, bro, pop off. I don't know. There's kind of like it's still a negative connotation around like acid and that type of stuff, don't you think? I mean, dude, it's I'm, I'm gonna the little rabbit hole. It's 1960. Oh, like, imagine discovering a new drug even now. Like, if we discovered something new now. Everybody would be on that shit just because, like, dude, this this thing, like, I take it and I go in a whole different world, and then I come out and then I just do it again. That's what everybody was doing in L.A. for fucking years. They in 1960s yeah. during Vietnam and shit, like, that's the all they were doing. And finally, they're like, you know what, dude, we can't just let all these people run around not in the world in a whole like in a whole different I'm world. So hot. Just, yeah, walking up and down the street with no house, no car, no nothing, living on the side of the road. And now we're doing it anyways. So you go to L.A., that's what's happening still. So I guess it didn't really do anything. But, yeah, it, it was a big, big media push to say it's a bad thing. Just like uh, just like weed. Weed, weed yeah. got that rap real quick. Yeah, that's like with weird. our parents, dude. That shit was – Yeah, it might as well have been meth. Dude, if I tell my mom I'm microdosing psilocybin, she, she's going to freak out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What? Like, I'll, I'll have a whole conversation. Even but, weed. I, I I smoke weed and she, it's it's a no-go. I yeah. think it's the same thing as PTSD, though. Is there's a stigma around it because people don't talk about it. Yeah. It's like, easier no, to just shut it down. Like, when if my parents didn't like weed and I'm getting high, I'm thinking it would only take them one joint to realize that this is not the right thing to think, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just wrong about this. Like we're not open about our PTSD or our drug use. And that's the reason people, cause like people don't, people look at us and that's what they're going to think of, you know, when they hear of a drug user, like if you are really anti-weed, you're going to think of a weed addict in your head and picture, you know, Joe Schmo doing meth down at the gas station. Like we need to be more open and honest and show people like, this is what, veterans look like this is what people who microdose stuff looks like yeah. we just need to be more open about that kind of shit i think for sure well we should get into fitness a little bit Trevor. yeah i was just gonna say we should go hop into the gym now man yeah let's run it dude yeah no because you uh you said 13 years so you've been you've been lifting for a minute now huh yeah yeah i've been yeah i mean i was lifting back in the marines and all that uh, in high school um but yeah i've been like a fitness professional for yeah about 13 14 years now so i opened my gym like mm, got out in 2008 opened the gym in 2011 um oh 
Yeah, so did that for about nine years, sold that gym, and then uh, went to the online space in 2020. Um, and yeah, I've been doing that ever since. COVID, say, COVID shut you down? Yeah, no, but not really, because I was just like, fucking, I just stayed open. I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. What state were you in, dude? I was in Nebraska. Was that good for COVID? I really don't. Um, know. They're more so. Nebraska is more of a red state, more Republican. Oh um, hell yeah! I think some people are like voluntarily fucking shutting down shit. I'm like, unless they come fucking put chains on my doors, like I'm not, I'm not shutting down. <laughs> um, I was like, I told my clients, like, come if you want, if you feel safe, cool. If not, like we kind of did like an online thing for them to work out at home online. Most of my clients didn't care, like they just still showed up. Um. But uh, but that is what actually got me more online. So like, I kind of started like, oh, let me look into this just because you never know. And then I realized like, a, it was actually better for my clients because it worked more around the things that are are more important. So like, everybody thinks you know, the novice like everybody thinks it's like just go crush it in the gym and you're gonna be good. And it's like if you really know fitness it's like it's everything else besides like the gym's like well, 10%. The gym's the easy part bro. yeah exactly yeah. the nutrition the routines the habits all these things that what I, the online space allows you to do for people that like just having a gym membership doesn't allow right like i can track my my clients basically every move as far as their food you know when they're waking up because i'm having them send me stuff like whoa you know, yeah just really God, like, hey, you fucking told me you want to do this shit. This is what it takes, right? So, like, that type of thing. Um, and then it's just way more profitable, too, for obvious reasons. Like, you don't have the overhead that, you know, you would have for a gym. Um, for Not for some reason, but you can charge a lot more for that because it's more personalized to the person. Like, you get your own coach as opposed to just coming in with a group of people that hey, maybe the coach notices me, maybe not. Um, that type of thing. So, so yeah, 2000, 2020 is when I really started like looking into that. And then 2001 is like when I was like, I think it was, I saw, that's when I sold my gym and just went straight online. You coach people then? I don't coach people anymore. So we have like, I got like six coaches and a sales team and all that, like built, like the infrastructure is built out. So um, I just kind of run, run the business at this point. No shit. Yeah. People would still coach with me, but I just charge like such a shitload. More. I was going to say, you got like a 25 inch neck, bro. You got to be charging. I need to work on my neck for sure. Oh, bro. The neck is such Baby like, neck, a, like a pencil neck will make you look like you're a wimp, bro. No, yeah, I saw... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm smaller than I than I normally am right now. I was bulking like last year and I just like my fucking neck disappeared. Like my team was making fun of me. They were calling me no neck Matt because it was just like my shoulders and my head. Um so, <laughs> that's yeah, a was, good name to have though. Shit. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not that mad about it. but I also didn't like being that like when you're skinny, you want to be big. When you're big, you're like, I just want to be fucking like lean. Right. Bro, literally, <laughs> literally us, bro. Yeah. I put, I'll look at a hamburger and gain five pounds. Yeah. Trevor's got to force feed himself eight gallons of milk a day to gain. Two yeah, pounds. exactly. So you guys both want what each other has, and it's like fuck, you know. So yeah. But I would, I don't like being big because 
well, one, it's fucking just harder to get around. As you get older, it's like, you know, um, it just hurts to carry a bunch of more weight around. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I would just rather be more lean and just look fit, you know, as opposed to like, you know, I got a fun question. Allow man. you. This is just going to be pretty much a like, just, I don't know. I don't know. This, this is good. I've been, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Uh -oh. So recently I've switched from liking white women to liking Latinas. I feel like I may be a little too small to be talking to the short, thick Latina. So I want to get massive. Like I want to be like, and I'm not a short guy. I'm 5'10". I'm 5'10". I'm 180. He's he, he's at least six foot with shoes on, bro. Don't let him fool you. Don't show yourself. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I don't know if I could be the one walking up. Like, I don't. Do you notice a difference, like when, when you're bigger or, or anything? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just asking because, do I need to be bigger? I feel like I need to be bigger. People are telling me I don't need to be bigger, but I don't think those people know what they're talking about. I think height counts for so much more than being thick as a as a man. Right. We're like, good. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, Fuck, I look at fucking guys like your your height that are just like got a little bit of muscle mass. I'm like, motherfucker, like you look like a model. Like I'm kind of jealous, right? Like, because <laughs> it's just like, I feel like the body type, and it, again, it's only because I have my body type, which is short and stocky. You know, I'm like 5'8 and 200 pounds. And, and it's nice. Dude, like, yeah. 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 I look at myself and I'm like, I can gain muscle real quick and like, when I gain fat because I have the muscle, like it just makes me look bigger. Like I've literally like gained weight before and it wasn't good weight. People were just like, bro, you're getting fucking stacked. And it's like, not really get, just getting fat, but uh, look like one of those little pit bull dogs. It's like, yeah, a foot all this, like yeah. So, so then of course I want, I'm like, I'd like to be fucking six foot and fucking, you know, just be like, have a six pack and, you know, a decent sized chest and that type of thing. Um, but like to answer your question now, I think women, you know, women want me putting their feminine. So when you're taller, it makes them feel more feminine, right? Like my wife's like my height and she's, I'm a little bit taller, not much, but like, you can just tell like when, especially with taller women, anybody above like five, six, five, seven, they typically want like a taller guy just because mm -hmm. it's like, they feel not feminine when they're with someone like their height. Can't be mad, bro. I can't be mad about that. Honestly. Yeah. All right. I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, do work out, still look good, but yeah, I still go to the gym. Well, that's yeah. everyone, though. I wish I was 6'4. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're like, more than you got, that's for sure. I'm mm -hmm. saying you always want what you don't have. I want to have Trevor's body type, he wants to have mine. I want to be 6'4, but there are people that want to be my height. Like, yeah. it's like a human psychology thing, bro. We're always chasing that carrot, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why it's good to just. Be grateful for what you got too. It's like, yeah, I might not be fucking tall, dark, and handsome, but like, I got a fucking good chest. I got my arms look decent, you know. Like, like you said, I got a fucking big neck. Like, just take yeah. what you got, you know, and work on that shit. Like, I might not have washboard abs like this man to my left, but I wouldn't want to fight me. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's always something you won't have, bro. Right, exactly. No way. And yeah, like. Too, I think a lot of people have got that shortcut mindset in general right now. And that just really manifests yeah. itself in the gym. 
Like how many people are coming up to your coach and they're like, oh, I want to get huge and lean year round. And I want to do that in about three months. If, if that, bro, like probably a month. Well, so most people don't fucking understand how the body works. So they'll be like, like, what's your goal? I want to get fucking jacked and lean. Like, just like you said, it doesn't work like that. You're either getting lean or you're getting fucking big. Like you're not doing both at the same time. For most people, like there are genetic freaks out there that can do that shit, but you got to pick one or the other, and then you have to work in phases of that. And those are three to four or five month phases. And most people don't have bandwidth to like hold out for that long, right? So, um, can you drop fat and build muscle at the same time? Yes, but typically, the more trained you are, the less likely that's actually going to happen. So, um, someone like me, I've been working out for you know however many years it's like for me to gain a couple pounds of muscle would take me probably like upwards of like nine months to achieve yeah who's that guy liver king bro i know y'all see here we go (laughs) it's guys because it's guys like that that are the problem bro these guys that are fucking humongous got like four percent body fat claim juice the fuck up yeah who the gills bro like i told my wife like when you look at people that are lean constantly like that they're on 10 grand worth of drugs every single month yeah like yeah they're living with the needle in their butt and most people can't tell like uh the rock Dude, the rock is most people a lot of people's favorite actor including my mother and my mom she would have no idea if I wasn't like, dude, this guy is fucking Roy Dale. Oh, you know, yeah. 55, 60 years old, and you look like a goddamn tank? No right. way. Yeah. I know. I can't wait till we're 50 and we just hit that muscle building peak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude's eating 10,000 calories of garbage on every Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's fucking diced up. Get the on fuck out of here. On top of being bro. a genetic freak, bro. You seen that pic of him when he's like 15 and he just looks like he's a grown man, bro? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what people don't realize either. It's like, dude, so much of the shit is genetic that, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, I could sit there and try to have washboard abs for, like, you know, I could work on it for all of next year. But it's not going to look like somebody that just has genetically, like, had abs since they were, like, 16, right? Like, it's just not. So, Yo, who, who does that sound like, Trev? No, no, I seen a picture of uh, Brock Lesnar's daughter on Instagram. The other day, bro, and she, she's like a college athlete. And she looks like fucking you'd expect Brock Lesnar's daughter to look. Mm. It's like, bro, she probably ain't taking nothing, dude. Like that's one hundred percent genetics. But yeah. she's bigger than most women could get to with all the drugs in the world. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he's a big motherfucker. He's gonna have big kids, you know. And not only that, her environment. He probably had her working out at an early age. Yeah. You know, his dad working right. into that a little bit more. You know, so it's like genetics plus environmental exposure is going to be a huge indicator on like you just have a head head start. You know, like yeah, talk uh, talk about the generational health. I heard you talk about that a little bit, and that was uh, that was a cool idea. Just the idea you start now. Just like wealth, I got to get rich for my whole family to get rich. I start now going to the gym. And me and my brother, when we were fucking 17, 18, we're both saying how I think our cousins just work out because that's the climate they're in. Their dads work out. Our dad didn't work out. Yeah. Now, it's, now it's reversed. Now me and my brother are working out. Now my dad's working out. Oh, he lost some weight too, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. That's a great influence that you're having on your dad, by the way. Um, yeah, it feels good, man. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's nice when like you can almost pay your parents back. So this is like a fucking sidebar and shit, but like I see that like especially in the entrepreneur space, they're like, I need to make this amount of money so I can buy my parents' house and shit like that. And it's like my parents don't need that, but it's like, what have I in my journey, what have I gotten better at? What 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 can I teach them? Right. And it's like for me, it's really about like having the hard conversations because in our family we have a lot of turmoil because just like conversations weren't had leadership wasn't there and it's like now i'm talking to them about that like yeah you need to talk to my brother about this and you talk to my sister maybe you guys need to go therapy together so that's like my contribution to my family it's not just money right so and like to segue into that is this the generational thing as well too because if i'm talking like this to my kids at an early age if i'm showing my kids hey i work out every day i don't even need you to work out but you're going to see me working out I'm talking to my wife about, you know, the protein, carbs, fats in our in our dinner that night. They're taking that in consciously and you know unconsciously. So so you're building on top of um, a good foundation there. Um, and it might not be something like I used to have people come to my gym and they'd be pissed off that their kids weren't working out. You know, like older kids, like 15, 16, all they want to do is play video games and shit like that. And it's like, well, you probably weren't working out at that age, and if you were. That doesn't mean they're going to fucking enjoy that. But what's going to happen is all of those years built up and they go get out of shape and they're like not active. They're going to be like, fuck, I remember when my parents used to take us on bike rides. I remember when we used to do X, Y, Z. It's going to be way easier for them to step into that lifestyle than if they fucking just watch you like eat fucking Cheetos on the couch their whole life. (laughs) No, I was watching a or I read a thing, just the psychology behind it. Like kids see a jacked person and they equate it to superman or a superhero and they just see that person as the the biggest baddest awesome person and you i at least am going to strive to be that kid for or that parent for my kid it's just some psychology thing like would you rather be like you're saying the guy on the couch eating cheetos or the guy who's jacked and their kids can look up to and be like yeah this guy looks like a superhero and then you go into i want to be a superhero how do i get there yeah, hundred yeah. percent, man. It's like I don't know about you guys growing up, but like I always idolized people like The Rock and Schwarzenegger and stuff because my dad wasn't that, you know, and not that he needed to be, but I think it would have been cool to have that in the fucking household. Like, dude, my dad's a fucking bad. Like, you know, I walk around my house like I'm the fucking man here. Like, in all yeah, this, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm. I'm arrogant as fuck to my kids just so like I want to instill that confidence in you. You know what I'm saying? Like I want you guys, you don't have to be cocky, but it's like if I tell you to do something, I'm going to show you how to do that shit first. It's not going to be just fucking talking. Yeah, I remember being in high school and my dad was really overweight up until then. But it was I think I was like 14 or 15, like just old enough to get a gym membership where you had to take the class and then you could get in. Right. And my dad started walking on the treadmill a bunch. And I'm like, I didn't even think much of it. I was like, dad, why don't you just run? Like he, he was walking at least four and a half miles an hour fast as shit. And I was like, dad, why don't you just run? And he ends up like he's lost over a hundred pounds now. But I remember thinking like, dude, my dad's probably the fastest cat in this entire school. Yeah. Like he may not be the biggest, bro. he could outrun y'all any day of the week, man. And I, it was really, it was a cool feeling. And yeah. 
I definitely want to, yeah, do that for my kids, bro. Like, yeah, my dad is cooler is the coolest thing a kid can say. Oh, bro. How many arguments do you oh. win by saying my dad could beat your dad up, dude? Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Shut up, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. My dad will whoop your dad's ass. Right. <laughs> they gotta at least be able to say that, dude. That's what I'm shooting for. That's awesome. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, yeah, like my uncle, I went to his place in uh in Thanksgiving, and he was working out with his kids, and it's like this is like fucking an A one example, bro. Mm -hmm. Like we we can't be on the sideline no more eating Cheetos. Like kids see that shit, they see you not taking care of yourself, and that's just gonna make them do it. You're not helping anything. Yeah, I mean, the, when I was a kid, it was just common for like parents to be fat, and I think it's still like that. It's like. Yeah. And the parents accepted that. Like, I remember, you know, it's just like a common thing. Like, yeah, I'm old now, so I'm fat. And it's like that. Those two don't have to equate to each other. Like, Dude, I fuck. I, I used to work at Home Depot. I just quit recently. I used to work pop there. Off, pop off. And we had this older dude, fat assistant store manager. And I walked in one day. Everybody was up near the front entrance. And they all say, what's up? And they asked if I wanted a donut. I said, no, I don't want to. I, oh, I don't man. want a donut. I hate that shit, bro. Because then yeah. you're the evil guy if you say no, bro. Yeah. And then they're like, come on, dude. You can have one donut. And I said, no, I really I really don't want a donut. The other guy says you know, he's trying to you know, keep his body together, keep his figure together. Dude says, when, I'm, when I was 25, I looked just like that. I'm like, bro, first off, fuck you. <laughs> Second off, I highly doubt it because if you looked like this when you were 25, you wouldn't look like that when you're 45. That shit pissed me off, dude. It's like they like you're saying they don't it doesn't go hand in hand. My dad just started this journey. He's he's 58, 59, something like that. He just started, started doing, yeah, started, just started like losing 40 pounds. You could you could start now and be fine. The difference that he's seen is incredible. They don't he put it's, fucking it's years on his life, bro. Bro, that's the same that's, shit I yeah. said, dude. Because he was like pre-diabetic, bro. Oh. And like just losing 50 pounds. That's an easy 5, 10 years on his life, Easy. Bro. I would say fucking 20 years, man. If you lost 40, 50 pounds and you're pre-diabetic, like, bro. like Bro, when, when he bro. posted a picture of his dad on Facebook, my wife thought it was him because he was so skinny. Really? Oh, dude, yeah. She's like, bro, Trevor's lost weight. I'm like, bro, that's Trevor's dad, dude. Like that's, he yeah. looks incredible now. I could that's not be cool. more proud. Yeah. That's that's my goal, man. Is like it sounds kind of fucked up, but obviously we're we're military, so we're gonna say fucked up shit. Like I want <laughs> my fucking, I want my daughter's fucking friends to be like, your dad's fucking sexy. Yeah. Guilt alert, bro. Where's yeah, the like, guilt alarm, bro? I all through high school, I want her to just fucking be so embarrassed because all her friends think I'm like just hot. <laughs> like, if that's well, not yeah. your goal as a dad like it's not like it's no fucking like never fucking would even think about anything like that with my daughter's friends but it's like that's the kind of compliment i want it's like damn your dad's hot your dad's a dill for whatever they call that shit now dill bro my bad yeah. I, guilt I just heard that shit i was like oh i heard a milf i was like i didn't know there's such thing as a dill <laughs> wait oh, we can dude. do that too i go up to gilfs for sure Yo, shout out to the Gilstown. Where the grandma's at? looking good nowadays. That's shit. what I'm saying, dude. They, they, we started having kids earlier now, so you're a grandma at like 40. It's like, Ooh. dude. And people take care of themselves way more, you know, like. Oh, yeah. 60 year, or, well, I don't know, 60, 70 year old grandma, you know, 
30 years ago looks nothing like a 67 year old. Oh, bro. You see like people in movies, like I'll be watching like a friends episode and we'll Google it and I'll be the same age as the actor on there, but he looks like 10 years older than me. It's like, what were people on back then? Oh, Nicole Aniston is a great example. She's like 55. She's a girl. J-Lo. Oh, yeah. And her and Selena look. Shakira's up there too, dude. It's getting out of control. Shakira looks like she's 20. Shit, I'll raise y'all Dolly Parton, bro, if y'all want to go. Oh, no. Oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> no, that, that's in the elderly territory. Yeah, yeah. She is kind of old, don't she? Yeah, no, that's a great gilf. <laughs> hey, that's a great, a G gilf, bro. Yeah, great. G- <laughs> oh, no, man. No, but it is true, though. Like, people do not, people act like you turn 30 and then you gain 100 pounds overnight. Right. Like, we don't need to live like this, dude. Yeah, you don't have to. They don't go hand in hand. And it's like you could be 50 and still fit and look good and feel good too. Cause it's like, you know, those people that are 50 and they're 50 pounds overweight do not feel good. Or the, pe- walk. Or the people that are 55 and they can make a change and be better, you know, a year yeah. from now. Like it's yeah. not too late to start, but to just a- accept it like it's, you know, the sun rising in the east. Like, right. oh, that's just going to happen. Can't, yeah. can't do shit about that. Yeah. You can't control age, but you can control your health to a certain extent. What is the uh, minimum amount of time per, we'll say per week, Uh-oh. that you would have to focus on your health to start making that type of difference? Because with my dad, I would say it's probably around like five hours a week. And it made all the world the difference. Like it's... Yeah, I mean, I guess it just like it's the context so like hours working out hours thinking about health hours cooking like what do you Mm -hmm. what do you mean i'm trying to think of someone someone who hasn't done anything in health oh trying to make that change oh i know where to start like the minimum that you have to do even a day like maybe 30 minutes a day yeah Uh, yeah, minimum the minimum would be 30 day 30 minutes three times a week like bare minimum you'll start seeing changes like we when i had my gym our biggest thing we uh we did 30 minute classes and it was just like high intensity interval training type classes Mm kind of gave you the biggest bang for your buck for the allotted amount of time um worked like the whole body every single class and it was really geared towards people that just like you just need to get your ass in shape, you know. Like, <laughs> you get you need to get smoked for right, yeah. Basically, out. that's what it is. Like you can <laughs> fucking smoke, but you're not doing it all day, every day, right? It's just three times a week. Come in here, let me fucking hand you your ass real quick, and then we'll go about our business, right? And it's even then you don't have to do it like that. Like that's when boot camps are kind of the new thing. But even if you just spend 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, three times a week whether it's lifting, whether it's walking, whether it's running, whether it's a hit style workout, like that's more than sufficient to start seeing some really good changes. Shit. I'll tell you what shocked me when I was like 15 trying to lose weight, dude, was like when I learned how to read nutrition labels, Mm. like not talking about seed oils or any of that shit. Now, literally just the calories and the sugar, because I could blow through a pack of Oreos, double stuff. In yeah. us in 30 minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. But then I look at that label and it said the serving size is two Oreos. Yeah. 
at 150 like six, calories. Yeah. Right. Well, that's so I'd, huge. Because I'd be on the treadmill and I'd be on there for half an hour and I'd burn 200 calories. And I was right. like, okay, hold up. I burn. I'm like, I burned two Oreos. <laughs> I, I burned two Oreos. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Oh, it man. shows you yeah, the amount of effort because it makes you start thinking. You're absolutely right. Start making you think like, fuck, I put in that much work for this fucking two Oreo. And then you, you'll eat those Oreos and you'll be like, that wasn't even fucking worth it. Like it wasn't even that good half the time. Right. Exactly. So, it's not worth it, dude. That's right. what I was thinking. Like, okay. Then I did the math though to, to burn a whole pack of, or oh, I think I got Oreos is almost 3000 calories, bro. Like it is a shit ton. Like I'd have to spend all day on the treadmill to burn this shit. Oh yeah. And I'm pounding this shit down and us sitting, dude. Like I was how's what's your uh, opinion on dirty bulking? Uh oh. Like dirty bulking. I, like sometimes I'm just like, dude, let me eat everything. Cause my metabolism's so quick, oh, it's yeah. just throwing everything out. Like, yeah. It's probably not a good idea. I probably should just like eat ground beef. But there are days where I'm like, dude, if I just ate like fucking a whole pack of zebra cakes and a pie. Maybe yeah, on a couple pounds. <laughs> so, I wouldn't rec. I wouldn't recommend just straight eating shit all the time. But I do recommend, like, if you have trouble eating what you need, having more calorically dense food. So basically, that just means you're bullshit, like the zebra cakes, like the cookies. Um, but you need to mix it in between, like, you know, good foundational healthy food that we all know what that is, and then like, oh, I still got like. 2000 calories I need to eat. Let me eat a couple of oatmeal pie cookies or something like that. Because at the end of the day, it's just calories in versus calories out. So you like, if you, that's all you ate all day long, like you'd probably feel like shit, but like when you just throw it in the mix of what you're regularly doing, it will help you get to get to your goals. Yeah. I don't think you could get fat if you wanted to Trevor. Dude. It's, it's the love handles. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, dude. When I get fat, it's just my love handles and like maybe my cheeks. Love handles, bro. Listen to this man right now. Dude, I'm just saying love dude. handles, bro. Show us a love handle, bro. Yeah. Right? Come on. No. I'm, are you kidding me? That's are, what I get. Bro, come on. Now I look like a clown because I didn't put on a fucking belt because I didn't think I'd show my pants. Get Good thing I'm not in some dumb shit, but I just show your love. <laughs> this dude's wearing jeans with no belt. What a fucking loser. I wore my assless chaps to this podcast. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oh man. man. I I that's yeah. the only thing that that changes my my little love handles there. I get a lot of fat right in that area and it fucks up my whole physique because then I I don't know, it doesn't yeah, I got a short torso, bro. Like I'm all leg. You like, you know, when I sit down, I look like I'm five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> I look so short sitting down. Like I'm all leg, man. I feel you. Leg, man. Yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, I really don't think you got to worry about what you. As long as you get those your protein, your calories in, dude. Yeah. For yeah. you, for you, yeah. for people like us, that ain't gonna work, Chief. Right. No, probably not. I don't know. I'll probably start throwing. I, I mean, I, I haven't been eating amazingly, but you I would say like, that's kind of how I've been eating is like good food yeah. mixed with some extra shit. You do like a, a mass uh, mass gainer? No, I don't do a, like the supplement, yeah. right? Like the powder? No, I don't. You should. Do I don't that. even know what's in it. I don't I have no idea. Just basically like a protein shake on steroids. It's just going to give you a lot more protein and a lot more calories per scoop, but it's going to help you fucking gain weight easily that that and probably like peanut butter you know like if you like peanut butter fucking eat peanut butter like 
five times a day. Like, Dude, I was eating peanut yo. butter. So. In, in basic training, <laughs> in basic training, dude, I'd, I'd be at like the end of the line because I was smiling. So they kicked me out and now there's no food left. <laughs> and so I'd fucking, I'd get in there and I would just be down. I couldn't have a PB&J because there's no jelly left. So I would just be downing like fucking 10 packets of peanut butter. Like the pack, they're like the packets of ketchup for McDonald's. Yeah. They're so small, yeah. bro. I yeah. would just be like sitting there fucking sucking them dry. And the drill sergeant would come over. He came over to me. It's like staring over my shoulders. And he's like, you know, none of that's going to matter anyways. You're just going to shit out all the protein. I'm like, dude, it's is this or I eat nothing, drill sergeant. Like, fuck, yeah, like <laughs> you don't have food for me. Like, I'm going to like starve and it's going to suck dick or eat some fucking protein. Yeah, he, he talks so much shit. Big fat guy too. So like, he didn't know what he's. You know, about he either. knows everything about fitness, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I yeah, so, uh, yeah. Peanut butter is actually it's a uh, it's more it's more fat, but uh, a lot of people do think it's like protein. It does have protein in it, but like, yeah, if you're not fucking getting any food, if you're going for the peanut butter. It's gonna give you a lot more bang for your butt. It's kind of like an MRE. Like MREs are just filled with mm, fucking calories. There like, you go. Eat like, a bunch MRE. of MREs. Yeah, they're just made to fucking like if you this is all you get for a whole fucking day, like you could still live off of this. But then we eat them three times a day in the field. <laughs> and Yo. like why we fucking are shitting bricks afterwards. <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> I'm so thankful we didn't have to eat them shits overseas, bro. Oh yeah. I got so lucky, dude. Oh my You're god. I got a box in the garage right now. Yeah, I, I got some of my cat in my cabinet. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're good for like camping and stuff. I'll, I'll eat them. Yeah, too. go hiking for my bug out bag. Yeah, and you gotta Just fucking the... eat them every day though. Oh, bro, it's you like for me. I when I was on those in basic training, I didn't shit for like three days, and then I just go lay a massive one for like a half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> piling up at the toilet, dude. Right, it, you're it, like, fuck, so bad. Nutrient dense, baby. Yeah, I was I was swapping my shit out. We had like the STX or whatever the fuck the field exercise, and I I had it was eight tunas in a row because I was swapping. Oh, oh my god, dude! I had eight tunas in a row, and then this whore who was a Muslim couldn't have her pork, so I had to eat this nasty ass pork shit because she needed my tuna. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm on a, I'm on a streak right now, baby. Come on, was Find it someone the... else's shit? Was it that Mick Rib looking one, dude? Yeah, dude, it's oh, garbage. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite MRE? Tuna, hands down, hands down. Because oh, the tuna would come with that, uh, that like energy bar. Whatever oh, the first strike ration. Dude. First strike, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that energy bar is fucking right. the best. And a pack of Skittles, I think, every time. I'm yeah, trying to was... remember what mine was. I like the brisket entree, bro. Brisket. It was just a big old bag of dog food brisket, bro. Oh, but I'd man. be in there like swimwear, dude. <laughs> Getting it, bro. And I'd make oh, one of those peanut butter and jelly tortillas, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they had brisket when I was in, but. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine how bad they were back the then. Evolution of MREs. Yeah, I know, right? Have you seen the guy on YouTube who opens up like World War II ones? Oh, Steve yeah. MRE. If you, <laughs> bro, you, you ain't seen him, dude. He, he like opens up Vietnam era shit. Like World like, War One rations, bro. It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's horrible. A, 
MRE for World War One. And it... I thought mine was bad, bro. This one's got like a fucking can opener where you open up a can of sardines. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> From 80 years ago, bro. Gross. That's what you ought to do, Trev. Just eat a bunch of fucking MREs, man. I'm gonna just eat a bunch of sardines. Apparently, it works because that's what Joe Rogan does. I eat sardines, bro. They're they stink like death, bro, but they're so good for you. They got so yeah. much. Uh, Joe Rogan's saying like that's his snack at night. He'd be eating like three cans of it each night. Oh, I did that doctor. last night. I swear to God, I woke up at midnight and I had some sardines, bro. Just fine. See, that's that's absurd, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> like, no, I just eat. I fucking put some salt on them, bro. They got those omega threes. It's like the most Omega three dense food you can get, dude. Yeah, and the dogs love them too, bro. It's great. I ain't got no dogs. So. I'll stick to tuna. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a tuna guy. Uh, I'm a Hell tuna guy. Nah. I'll stick to tuna. Hell no. Nah. I, I tried a uh, raw raw ground beef this week. Not completely raw. It was like half and half. Oh, <laughs> what? This dude, yeah. he said he tells me he he texts me. He's like, raw ground turkey just has this odd texture. Dude, like, dude, raw it ground like, turkey. It's like squishy and shit. And then like <laughs> I've been I've been getting a lot of backlash from the family about what I've been trying to do and all that, like going holistically and all that. Mm. And I said I'm gonna do this raw ground beef shit, and everyone made fun of me and shit. And then I, I tried it, get done with it. The next day I tell my dad about it, and he's like, Oh dude, as a kid, I used to do that all the time. What I'm like, bro, y'all been giving me shit all day long, like this uh, for the past month and a half. It's been, uh, that's why I haven't tried it yet. Everybody's just talking shit. Well, you admit it's a like, bit out there. The it's a bit yeah, out there. Like, no, I don't think it's out there at all. What do you see eating ground beef? I, I mean, I'm with it, bro. If it, if it works for you, bro, do your thing. But like, it's just like raw eggs. I drink raw eggs. Yeah. Just made, I, I got no dishes to do. It's awesome. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's better than like raw chicken or raw pork or something. That shit, that would probably make you sick. Yeah, no, that yeah, don't. Sound that's good. like a part of Twitter that is they they're really big on raw meats. Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Like they'll they'll get a steak right, get that pan white hot, and do like like twenty seconds on each side. Like the steak is still moving, but it's got like a little bit of crust. Damn. We want to we want to go to the logic real quick, Trev. Like why they do that. Why they why they keep it raw? Why they keep it on the raw side? Yeah, yeah. It keeps there's, it keeps more nutrients in when you cook it. Nutrients get out. And yeah, I mean, that is true. Yeah, they're. I think their biggest idea behind it is uh, like this. It's what cavemen had to have done. So if the cavemen could do it, we could do it. And I'm sure it's not bad. I think I think a lot of it, like me, dude. A lot of it's people don't want to do dishes, and they're like, "Fuck it, dude." I'm just like, Shit, "I don't want right, to do right dishes. here, bro." Yeah, I th I think everyone's coping with the whole holistic health shit because it, it can't be that big of a difference. I don't think it's a huge difference between doing it raw and not raw. Like it can't be, but it, it huge. Has, yeah, no, there's no way. I think the biggest biggest thing behind it is it's just uh, it like connects you to ancestors and like all that fucking mental health shit i think it's mostly mostly a mental health thing you sound like a liver king right now bro yo yeah <laughs> don't yo. mind me just gonna go shoot up some trend dude yeah no you're na it's natural trend bro you get it from the chicken yeah. nine yeah. ancestral tenants or whatever he, he used to promote that's what i'm saying bro if you lie about it you lose credibility i'm sorry but yeah not a fan
yeah, my thing is just it may be better, dude, but like I'm just not gonna eat it. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. It's just kind of it, like I said, dude. It's kind of gross. <laughs> kind of gross. It's not the best. I uh, seasoned it up a little bit, but that, yeah, not not good enough. I will say though, the difference between grass fed organic beef and just like the Walmart fall beef, hundred percent. It's dude. it's so huge. You could see like even putting huge. Right when, huge. when you put it on the pan, huge difference. You huge. can tell that this is just better beef. It just looks better. Is it like milk? More red, or like how can you yeah. tell? It's like yeah, it's more red. It's more um like. The Walmart beef, I got beef with Walmart's beef. Pop they got a, it's like a, more granular. Like it's you, different. Think, I think yeah. it's like uh, like with ground beef, it's more, it feels more substantial. Like it's more beefy. Like I know it's got a, a higher omega-3 to 6 ratio in grass-fed, so there's more omega-3s in it. Same with like uh, grass-fed milk if you can get it or raw milk. Good luck getting that, but. It, bro, it's it just twelve dollars a gallon. I got one gallon of it. <laughs> like, bro, y'all want me to get raw milk? Well, this did not cost you twelve dollars, bro. You got a cow, you jerked it off, and you gave me the milk. Like, you're gonna fucking charge me twelve dollars for this shit? What the fuck? Man, I was trying to get raw milk around here, and I was like at a farmer's market in downtown Clarksville, like asking about it, and people are like talking, like, "Oh yeah, you got to go on. You got to find this guy." He's only by this tree for one hour every Dude, month. I could get fucking acid easier than this. Text him a code word, and then he'll dead drop it to you in a town two states away. You're like, <laughs> it, it, you're right, bro. It's easier to buy drugs than it is to buy raw milk. Yeah. Fucked up society. Come on, bro. Shit. I am going to try mass gainer. I'm like, do you have a supplement uh, brand or, and all that? Yeah, we have a supplement line. Uh, it's just yeah. body off supplements. Um, we don't have a, a, a mass gainer, though. I probably... Probably add that at some point, but right now we got like BC. Well, we don't even have BCAAs. I, that's the next thing I want to get. But we have uh, we have like a test booster right now. We have um, uh, pre workout. We have uh, what else do we got? Um, I can't remember what we yeah, all this, have. Right now. Sleep aid. What's this thermo yeah, oxy? The what? The thermo oxy burn. Never seen that. Oh, that's a fat burner. Okay. Yeah, that's the other ones. Yeah. I'm glad you pulled that up because I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I've literally been um, selling this to my clients, like, all week because they've been um, asking about it. And I'm like, I can't remember what products we even have. So um, <laughs> we have a fat burner, a, yeah, a test booster, a sleep aid, a pre-workout, and a, a greens powder. Oh, I want to get into them greens, bro. I heard that. I got the chocolate one, though. and you could tell, like – I don't know if it's good or bad, but like when you when you pee out shit and it's like a, a green greener tint, it's got to be getting rid of. I think it's getting rid of the toxins and shit in your body. I don't know. I mean, every time I take the greens, I I piss like a little greener. Like greens you're taking, bro. That might. Be I, got, like- I got I got Jack. <laughs> no, I got <laughs> I got Jocko Willings. Oh, did you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna hate on Jocko, but I never pissed green after taking my greens. So right, <laughs> maybe you're taking too stuff. much, bro. Yeah, yeah, I might be fucking this up. You uh, need to take the light greens. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go with the light green, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, that's bro. that's dope, though, man. Cool to see a uh, a business uh, functioning well and and not like a startup. We talked to a lot of startups, so it's nice to see like the end 
and goal because that's that's one thing a lot of veterans have in common is the entrepreneurship spirit is a lot of businesses are veterans it's like 40 percent of veterans oh, become God, business damn. owners a lot of them bro oh really yeah. fuck i didn't know that. it's because yeah, no, we're, we're sick of being told what the fuck to do <laughs> yeah dude, that's well, my I'm theory having a boss dude i'll be my own boss yeah fuck that dude i like that better too because it to me in my perspective i always felt like all my buddies would just go back to be like Joe Shimo, and it's like, dude, you served the country, you did all these cool things, and it's like, then you go back and be, you know, not to fucking hate on like a janitor or something like that, but it's like, man, you got, you have more skills than that, and you have more things to bring to the table. So it's like, why do you just settle? Yep, that's what, dude, I tried to explain that to my mom when I first moved back. She wanted me to get a job, and I was like, dude, mom, I like, I'm over that phase. I have more in my toolbox. And then I went along with her and I got the job anyways. And that's why I just quit because I just dude, I'm working there fucking stocking shelves saying hello to customers. I'm like, dude, I I was like fight, uh, fighting for the country overseas and now right. I'm stocking a shelf. And you and had that do about it. That fat ass boss too. Yeah, to bro, get the fuck. Every boss was fat, dude. I was the only fucking able bodied. <laughs> I was the only able bodied motherfucker in that whole place. The other able bodied was my dad. And then the the third, my dad's quitting. Then the third is the dude I started taking to the gym who's 18. Shout out to Bryce if you're listening. Bryce, bro. Shout out to you, yeah. dude. Bryce, you're home. But yeah, dude, it's it, it, it was eating me up. Because even the leader, like the managers are not leaders. So I'm sitting back watching these fucking 40-year-old, 50-year-old managers not lead a single fucking person in the right direction. And I'm like, dude... If you don't give me the leadership job, I'm out. Like it's it, painful, bro. Uh, yeah, like I can't fucking sit by while y'all botch this whole fucking, the whole company. Like you're just ruining this whole store. It's, it's brutal. What, what company was? I mean, I don't know if you want to say. Home there. Depot. Home Depot. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Yeah, don't don't matter. Yeah, yeah don't matter now, man. <laughs> They're great to veterans. Just that that location I was at was not not good. I like Home Depot, bro. Their parking yeah, lots are better Depot. than Lowe's. I can't yeah. can't be mad at Home Depot. For Not me. mine, but yeah. Shit. Let me send the final question then on the military topic. Because I wanted Shooter. I was gonna ask you before, but I want to ask you now. What is the most realistic war movie in your opinion? Oh I have one in mind that I think you described with your deployment a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, middle check. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Um, God damn, I hope I don't. What the fuck is that movie called now? Um, the one with fucking Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake bro. I yeah, knew. It. I knew. It. It's Jarhead is what you're thinking. Jarhead, yeah, bro. Jarhead, because it wasn't just like all fucking shoot him up, bang bang. It's like a lot of fucking like sitting around being bored and shit. And I think that movie really like represents wow, that dude, that's know. awesome that's like, wow kevin's dude. on the same page he said that shit too when you said that your deployment was like all this gear up and not a whole lot of release i'm right. like bro that is jarhead right there dude. yeah that was my whole fucking military experience in all honesty we i was in japan for my first appointment and that's when uh, a hurricane hit sri lanka we fucking literally gear all our shit up ready to fucking go like yeah we're gonna go fucking like help people and all this shit and then like last minute they're like nope we don't need you anymore they're like what the fuck so we go back to the states then fucking hurricane katrina hits same exact shit like gear up ready to go fucking last minute nope you're not going right 
And then it just felt like that was like a common theme in my in my uh, military career. Bro, yeah, we had a thing called, I don't know what it's called. It was like a rapid response thing, mm-hmm. basically where someone could ring us up and we'd be wherever on the world in a day. And the amount of times that we had to get everything ready, get geared up, damn near sleeping at the hangar, only to get turned around the last second. Tearing down helicopters for 14 hours. With a Chinook helicopter, that's the main one we worked on. It takes about eight hours to tear it down to get ready to go overseas. And then to build it up takes like 18 hours, bro. So it's not like, oh, we just brought our bags in and we had to take them home. It's like we have to do a shit ton of work because we're tearing down six helicopters mm. and then we get told oh actually guys we're not sending you go ahead and rebuild them then they just tell us bin Laden's dead and now we gotta rebuild them yes sir it's like you almost get blue balls or something as well yeah it's the most <laughs> yeah it's the most demoralizing shit for people that actually want to fucking go do shit you know yeah. yes it's like that scene in jarhead where after all of that shit he's finally fixing to smoke that guy with his rifle and then here comes old colonel dickhead saying no bro you ain't gonna do that <laughs> Colonel but I have maintained that that is the most realistic war movie ever made. Is Jarhead? Yeah, I'm have to watch it again. You're, you're like, right. you're like, what's that guy's name? And I was, I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but yeah, I knew I exactly what you meant, dude. I, yeah, I knew who it was, the actor was, and then I was like, oh, what the fuck is that movie's name? Yeah, where he gets Jodied overseas to that guy, bro. Join like, the club, yeah, yeah. fall in, bro. Yeah. Hundred percent. Most, oh. yeah, like Alaska. that's what people don't realize. It ain't going over there and kicking ass twenty four seven. It's like ninety nine percent of the time doing nothing, and then maybe one percent you get to do something fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of depressing if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're all good and sad, but yeah. I'm so fucking cool. I'm right, still cool. Yeah. Still right. went overseas, bitch. Fuck you. I deployed and it sucked. <laughs> the real lesson my, is my life go... sucked way more than yours ever could, but I'm gonna brag about it anyways. Cause yeah. fuck you. The lesson <laughs> is to go to sit call when you're in the military, bro. That's yeah. what I'll say. Get your shit documented at least. Yeah, yeah. Broke that. That's very true. Yeah. It's like, dude, your you, your wrist never hurt, your knee never hurt, your foot never hurt. Like anything on your body, if it hurts, just fucking get it documented. Yeah. Anything ears anything it doesn't fucking matter just go get it documented you got a headache go tell them there is a veteran subreddit that we both use a lot and they have if you got a question they have an answer like when your back was hurting bro and you were like i don't know what to do like go to urgent care or something you said you typed in back pain in the search bar (laughs) it's everyone bro there's like a hundred threads of people that got back pain bro like what's it called it's um I think it's, it's just r slash veterans, ain't it? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link it right now. Um, but it's a phenomenal resource if you're a veteran, man. Because it's just yeah, a bunch of vets helping each other out, and they have great. so many resources. Yeah, it's just like, and then you're getting the fucking support when you need it. You don't gotta wait on the VA. It's like, all right, guy. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, good. and it's yeah, it's all dudes that are going through the same exact shit. So that's 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 my favorite part about it. Cause yeah, and what I like, like, you're the first one. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like bro. with the disability shit, right? If you don't have 100, percent they have the the ratings for every single thing. Like they're connected disabilities too, bro. It's a phenomenal resource. Like I know Reddit gets shit on a lot, rightfully no, so. But this is a phenomenal subreddit. So if you're a vet, you check this shit out. Yeah, I need to do that because I'm like 80. No, I'm not even 80. I'm like. 60 or 70. So I need to oh, gotta... Yeah. If you're overseas, you could easily get a hundred. Hold on, hold on. I gotta highlight this comment. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that shit, bro. Yeah. Perfect evolution of beard growth with that. Yeah. We we got oh, Trevor like, got starting that. out oh, with his chin hair. Me kind of <laughs> halfway through. Yeah. And then a functional beer. Right? Oh, shout out to the viewers, man. Three, yeah, three nights, viewers the man. whole show. Man, that's, that's, that's good, good stuff. Talk, Thanks man. for tuning in. Cause, shout uh, out to you, yeah, bro. We will that's grow. That's why I like doing this shit, man. Letting uh, people listen to all the bullshit I got to say. Oh, dude, it's funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this was a perfect, perfect episode, man. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, there's never a dull episode. I feel like it's it's every single time. It's it's a good one. It's you guys, me, are, Kevin. You guys that? are entertaining. You guys are entertaining. I enjoyed it. So it's super <laughs> hey, comfortable. Like, I feel like we all fed off each other pretty well. So I appreciate you having yeah, me. Bro. We we yeah, try to no, get into that's... tough topics, and that you can't do that if you're uncomfortable with people. So yeah and this yeah. is just how we are anyway bro we're, we're on dude, it's, it, and so that's exactly why i started dude i'd like go out with my brother and his friends and i couldn't be like this dude this happened literally fucking a month and a half ago uh -oh. we go out we're going to a concert my brother this chick comes to meet him they're doing their thing we're chilling at the hotel about to leave for the concert whatever the fuck it was and he's showering or some shit so it's just me and this girl that he met once and she just met me and immediately dude like two minutes into the conversation i'm talking about the race that shall not be named and like, oh god 9 11 being fake my brother comes out gets into the middle of the conversation she's like well i'm sorry like i brought all this up i'm talking about my ptsd and shit overseas everything <laughs> just, <laughs> like, met everything just met her and i'm dumping all this shit on her my brother comes out and she says like i'm sorry for bringing this shit up He's like, no, that's just how he is. Like, you just <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, like, good luck having fucking a surface level conversation with this fucking guy. No, no hell no, nah, bro. You ain't yeah. talking about the weather with old Trevor, bro. No, dude, I hate it, dude. I, it's the worst. Like, dude, yeah. we, we all know the weather sucks right now. Like, it's fucking yeah. raining out. Like, but the Jews? Like, oh, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, yeah, we tried. Oh, yeah, great show. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal show. Before we get kicked off YouTube, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, maybe we got a, a second one in us. We might start, a, start like a little second season of returning guests. I think that'll be fun. Season two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm down with man. I really tough. appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. And I appreciate your openness, bro. That's a yeah. huge thing. Not That's what makes the show, man. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I incriminated myself a couple of times during your show. So, you know, oh. it's fucking good. Dude, you they'll lock us all up. If they're, lock, if, they're, <laughs> yeah, if they're locking one dude up, all three of us are going to be in the cell together. We'll be joining the prison like you did with your buddy. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah we'll go, buddy we'll go to the same prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be lit, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that might work. Yeah. But bro. joining the army with a buddy, that there's no way. I'm oh, dude. No, way. No. no, sir. But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for watching. Check out the, the links below. We'll have all his supplements, his coaching, his websites with there. We got new merch, new merch and all that stuff online. This this hoodie is out. Oh. The best hoodie. This hoodie's out. We got new ones in. That's, that's fun to uh, mess around with. We'll be getting more there. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, DMs are always open. You got to talk. You got to speak about anything, as you could tell on the show. I can be serious if you need a serious ear, but comedy gets us through. Yes, we reconcile with comedy. So, yeah. 
we will actually real quick side note that that was what my uh english essay was about i had to take the english exam mm-hmm. and that i had to write a essay about how comedy helps society talk through tough topics so that was pretty cool i was surprised to see a controversial topic like that for like a standard yeah, test but it's fucking true but, <clears throat> but anyways thank you all for tuning in we will catch y'all next time peace out <laughs>